ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. Today we have another very special guest, Katie Austin. Welcome to the show. Hi guys, what's up? It's Katie here. Thanks for having me, Buster. <laughs> it's going to be fun. The energy is already off to a racing start. Um, I think a, I think a great place to to start would be to give a little bit of context. Um, we met in LA. We've only met one time. Really? Twice. When was the second? We met at NBA Summer League first. Yes. And then we met up in LA for dinner one night um, to just go over some business stuff. And so we met twice. Yes. Uh, Vegas Summer League. That is not happening anymore, obviously. That's definitely a no-go. But so we we were at the last NBA Summer League. Yeah, we were. We were. but we we met and you started telling me a little bit about your journey through being an athlete and now kind of into this new fitness stuff and we'll get into the podcast you're doing a little bit later but where where i guess it would be great to give a little bit of context on going from being an athlete to uh some of the other stuff you started doing for sure yeah so a little background about me long story short i am from washington dc I grew up playing lacrosse, and so I got a scholarship to play lacrosse at USC. Um, But it was super hard to balance lacrosse, school, social life, um, wanting to be a regular college student, which um, with also knowing what I wanted to do in life, which was like start a fitness business and be a sports host. Um, So I auditioned for the sports hosting role at USC, and I actually got it. I was a sports host there for two and a half years at the local station. Um, So when I got that, that also took up, you know, two, three hours of my day. And then lacrosse took up four hours of my day. And so I ended up quitting lacrosse um, to just, you know, focus on what I want to do in life, uh, which is, you know, building the fitness brand and and hosting and stuff. And USC was just the perfect place to do it. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. I kind of combined my love of fitness, sports and um, hosting and kind of put it all into one. And that's what I'm doing now. Amazing. Do you think that college is worth it anymore? That is so funny you asked that because I was just having a conversation last night with someone about this. Literally just last night, and I've never had this conversation with like anyone before. Um, I love it. So he was saying that college is 100% worth it, and I was the counter saying it's not as worth it anymore, which I would never see myself saying a few years ago or even like six months ago. But the time that you can put into your business, if you have a passion and you already know what you want to do and you want to build a business and you have that backing to start it um, and you can be financially stable, I mean, that's a huge one on your own um, and not go to college. But at the same time, um, I know a lot of my friends who wanted to build something in college, but they felt like those four years were mandatory and now they're just in college debt. So it really depends on you and your journey. But at the same time, I mean, all these TikTokers and you are a huge example of why if you have a passion and you have a business and you're on social media, maybe college isn't necessary. I totally agree. And I look at it from this perspective. I look at it from you're in high school, right? And you have no overhead because you live with your parents and you don't pay rent. You don't pay for anything. You pay for your social life and that's about it. College should be the same thing. Those four years, you have less overhead than you will at any other point in your entire life. So why, why would you create 
you know, actual living wage overhead for yourself if you know what you want to do for multiple years and also put yourself behind because like 18 to 22, you can leverage the hell out of that age in helping people and doing things that you wouldn't be able to do at 25. And the problem is the second you get out at 23, you have to, you now have this immense overhead. Right. I mean, it totally depends on what you want to do in life. And if you have that passion coming out of high school, for sure, I agree with you. Like you are a perfect example of that. Um, At the same time, college can be used to find that passion. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, this is a huge statement to say, but USC, oh, I hate saying it. USC didn't really help me academic wise. I felt like I was learning more outside of school with my internships and my actual real life jobs than I was at school in the classroom. But at the same time, USC has completely um, changed the course of my job in a good way because of the connections. I met so many people at USC who have helped me get to where I am today. People of my same exact age are my professors. So it's a great network to have, but at the same time, academic and education wise, I did not learn more than I already knew in high school. My high school was way harder than USC. That's super interesting. I've always wondered that whether- USC was so easy for me. I'm, I graduated cum laude. I'm not even just trying to like brag and say I'm so smart because I'm not even that freaking smart. I don't even know what it that It was just means. so easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it though. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I was, like, personally, I was such a bad student, too, because, like, for me, it, it was just a matter of if I didn't care about it, like, I wasn't going to do it. Like, yeah, bombed my SATs, like, bombed every test, and that was just, like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it, it was also a matter of that, but I think um, it's also on, like, people like you and I to show, to not just lead by example, but show how easy it is uh, to turn your passion into something that you want to do. Um, For sure. I mean, especially like something like USC and I feel, sometimes I feel guilty. I mean, I was on a scholarship, you know, the first couple of years, but sometimes I feel guilty because they're like, well, well, how do you start a business if you, you know, didn't go to a school like USC in LA? And I want to say right now, it's not that necessary because a lot of people don't have a lot of people, most people in life don't have 75K a year to drop on an education like that. I mean, USC is so freaking expensive. And so um, I'm so grateful that I played a sport to get in there Uh, at the same time. Like I was like you, I'm not like the brightest bulb when it comes to SATs. So I'm I'm really lucky, but (laughs) I did work really hard at my sport. That's for sure to get in. Yeah, that's great. Um, So how did it go from... Uh, you still do a lot of like show hosting and we'll get into your podcast in a bit, but where, where did the fitness inspiration come from? Was that always, I mean, obviously from playing a sport, but where did your interest come in, into, into that from a media perspective? So a lot of people our age or Gen Z ish don't really know this, but my mom had her own TV show for 26 years on ESPN 
and Lifetime. So my mom was before Sports Center ever existed. My mom had her own hour-long fitness show in the morning on ESPN, and I grew up knowing all this. I, actually, before I was even born when she was on ESPN, um, so I can't really be like, I grew up remembering her doing ESPN. No, uh, before I was born, and um, then she went on to do like VHSs, DVDs, and she sold you know her product lines in Walmart, Target, and so she really had a fitness empire in the 80s and 90s and very early 2000s before I even got to fifth grade. Um, and so it was cool to really grow up with a mom who is in the fitness world, did it already. And my dad was basically like her agent, her lawyer, because my dad's a lawyer um, and an NBA agent. And so they created really an empire together. And it's really cool to grow up with such parents who lead that um, journey that's for awesome. you kind of way. So um, that's where I definitely got my inspiration to be in the fitness world from. And I used to, you know, watch her do her commercials, her hosting. And so I really, I really learned a lot from her. People would stand in front of their TVs for like an hour in the morning and follow along, right? That, that's the gist of it? So on ESPN, um, <laughs> they would hopefully, in quotes, work out. Uh, but I will say a lot of older men were like, yeah, I didn't, in quotes, work out with your mom. So yeah, that's how I grew up. <laughs> Do you get my gist? I get, I get the, uh, I get, get the it? gist okay, cool. of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so that, that, that's, that's fun, though. When did you start out on social? What was your first platform? Uh, it was Instagram and I did kind of like a Finsta at first of my fitness stuff, fake Instagram, but also fitness Instagram. Um, I did like a oh, fake Instagram. Funny. I didn't even tell that's people good. my name. Like my name wasn't even in, my last name wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, get fit with Katie. And I did like random food photos, random fitness photos. That was a um, vibe a few years ago. Yeah. And so it was, I was still in college. I think I was like a, a senior in college. And so what year was that? Uh, I, what? What year was that for 2016? I want to say. So pretty early Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember I was talking about it one night and uh Stephen Curry was over and he followed me Casually. on my Finsta. Casually. And I was like, Stephen oh shit. Curry was over. Literally two days later, I switched it to my Instagram now. So like my Finsta, like that you see, if you scroll all the way back to when I started it. That was my Finsta, but I changed it to my real one now, if that makes sense. Like I switched it over because I was like, okay, well, I'm actually getting some traction because I got, uh, once he followed me, I got like random people following me. And then I started posting like my actual self on it. And yeah, kind of just spiraled from there, I guess. So Steph Curry can take a little bit of credit. Maybe kind of, I mean, not in a way, but it was mostly like, no offense, like 13 year old boys being like, who is this person? He only follows like 300 people. Why is he following you? So I got all these like fan pages following me, but Hey, followers are followers. <laughs> I love that. Um, so what is your main focus now? What do you, what do you want to do? I know I see all the content on across social, but what, what, what would you love to do? What makes you happy? Oh man, that's a loaded question. Um, it's crazy because a few years ago, I'd be like, I would love to have my own talk show, my own TV show. But it's like, funny how it changes mean? over time, right? Yeah. What does that mean these days? If I said, oh yeah, I want my own TV show. People will be like, well, where do you want it on Snapchat, Quibi, 
the TV, like the TV, what, you know? So yeah. it really changes every month on like what I want to do in life. But if I had to really say what I want to do in life is I'm, I'm really living it right now. Um, I mean, obviously I'd love to grow on social media and grow like exponentially from where I am, but I'm kind of doing everything that I want to do. Um, I guess my five-year plan though is to move out of LA and decide what I want to do in life. <laughs> you want to move out of LA? I don't know, man. I've been having like back and forth during quarantine of being like, why am I actually in LA? And do the people really do it for me here? I mean, I'm from the East coast and I love New Yorkers. I love people from DC. I love Boston people. Um, I love Texas people. And I, just feel like LA can be really lonely, especially in quarantine. I mean, I live alone. I do all my stuff alone. And the people who I spend my time with are not quality people, if that makes sense. Mm, what do you mean by that? So if anyone's listening to this right now, don't take offense in any way. I'm deeply sorry if you are, but East Coast people are just different from LA people. And a lot of the times LA people are all transplants. So I'm really making a huge statement when I say that. Like I know LA people who are actually born and raised in LA are probably awesome. It's like all the transplants who are making LA like so LA. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I miss the East Coast vibe. I miss just like all my best friends from home everyone kind of moved home during quarantine and I'm, and I'm kind of missing the quality of life there. And I really realized like I'm in LA to, for my job and my career. And right now I can do my career from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So basically like I'm in LA because I, I do the meetings, I go to networking events, I do, you know, all these dinners and stuff to get ahead for my career. And I don't, I obviously don't have that right now. So it's like a kind of an empty feeling. Yeah, no, I think it's like uh, we were talking about TV earlier and doing a show on TV. The second you see like Jimmy Fallon doing it from his bathroom, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter where you are right now. Right. Like, so true. And especially with social media, like look at us. We're literally in our own homes right now. We don't have to meet up. And I think quarantine is changing a lot of that for a lot of people. You know, a lot of my best friends in LA did move back home um, or there's not in LA right now. And so just kind of reevaluating what I want in life besides my career. Um, Cause I ooh. always think about my career. I am Damn. so career focused that it's like sometimes a little too much. I need to take a step back on like what actually matters in life. Yeah, no, I, I think that's super uh, valid and important for everybody to remember. But I think it's also super interesting how cities, like I moved out of New York. I'm back home in Connecticut right now because yeah. it, it wasn't New York anymore. And it won't be New York for a very long time, I feel like, like another six months at least. I think it's going to be like a year to two years before I even consider going back to New York I mean, it's just like, why pay that much rent if you're not getting the same experiences anymore? Exactly. Especially because in New York, you're paying for location, not the actual yeah. spot. And oh, I think that's sure. like the biggest switch right now. So I'm like, I'm totally going wild. Like I'm looking at Hawaii. I'm looking at like... That is what I'm doing right now. And like, I know I'm never going to move to some of these places that I'm looking at. But like right now, I'm really looking into Austin, Texas. Like I would love I have to... family in Austin. Ugh, it's my spirit city. I want to move there. 
I think uh, I think Joe Rogan's moving to Austin, if I'm not Joe mistaken. Wow. Um, moving out of LA for tax reasons, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, makes sense. Uh, but um, but yeah, I'm looking at Hawaii. I'm looking at Yosemite National Park. I'm looking at like just month to month Airbnbs. That's kind of where my head's at. Um, so like fully furnished places, pull up to a different place uh, since everything is mobile. Like love that. Have you know some months maybe I'll, I'll do it with a friend. Like some months I'll do by myself. Like yeah. Screw for it. sure. No, that sounds that sounds like living the life. If the you can do that financially, is that it's cheaper than like New York rent. <laughs> to no, live in different places all over the country. It's crazy. No, I know because I I was looking at places to rent like Airbnb month wise in Austin, Texas, and it was like one thousand five hundred for the month. You're like, Here in LA, I pay three grand a month for my apartment. Three freaking grand a month. Like, what am I doing? what yeah no it's it's crazy and it's all about like that then further propels what we were talking about earlier with overhead you want to minimize your overhead as much as possible when you don't like nothing matters anymore socially it does not like you don't need anything to be cool anymore like that is so cool is so gone out the window it was so 2019. <laughs> it was so 2019. Being cool. Yeah. That is no, like, the coolness of, of living in 2019 and before, it was like, oh, yeah, I live in LA. Oh, yeah, I live in New York. Now it's like cool to not live in New York or LA. <laughs> and it's like, I swear, clothing, like all this stuff, it does not matter anymore. So it's the best time to like double down on being happy because that's what's cool right now, in my opinion. I totally agree. And right now is a time where you can really reevaluate what you want in life. And it's okay to slow down because the entire world is slowed, slow down. So it's okay to take that time for yourself. And I'm sure people probably don't want to hear about the whole quarantine and coronavirus right now because they have this talk with like every single person in their life every single day. So it's getting kind of, you know, re- repeated um I'm, I'm i'm so past that like it's just a way of like corona is just part of life now it like, is it, it completely is it controls every single day life it yeah. really does but at the same time it's like in my head i'm so delusional in the way that i think i'm like it doesn't exist this is just how life is yeah i love that and you have to kind of adapt that's what why humans are so amazing because they adapt to whatever you know situation that is around them and so for me, I'm really looking for quality people in a quality place right now. So no. a lot of people have been asking me, you know, what's your five-year plan? And ever, ever since this hit, it's been like, okay, well, what do I want in life? Not my career as much because my career, I'm already focused. I already have a passion, you know, that's yeah. already figured out, but it's more so, you know, how I want to live outside of that. Yeah. Super interesting. So you're looking at Austin, Texas. Have you looked at Hawaii as well? No, I haven't looked at Hawaii. Oh I feel God. like I'd be way too chill there. Maybe smoke a little too much weed. I don't know. Maybe a little, I'd be a little too chill <laughs> because I'm not that type of person. You know, I'm, I'm a very like, I don't know, outgoing. Like I like to, I don't know. I like to be around people still. Austin's just like the perfect balance. Austin's a great, great little spot in Texas. Yeah. There are a lot yeah. of different kinds of places in Texas. Austin's, Austin's great. Um, yeah, they got this, uh, I remember when I was there a few years ago, they had this crazy bridge where like 
all, with all the bats. Do you know about this? No, but I, like, I. It's people travel from like all around the country to go see these bats and there's like this bridge and then thousands of bats fly out. Like it's the okay, crazy like maybe thing. Maybe not a good thing during coronavirus to go there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even think about that, but it's uh <laughs> It was definitely cool if you- Now you're turning me off of Austin, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it has great people and great food too. Lots of it. The best. And fitness is very up and coming there, so. Really? uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of fitness influencers are moving there. A lot of studios are open up there. They do like outdoor classes, but yeah. Interesting. For For those at home right now, what like- what what are your best tips to stay in shape for people that like aren't going to the gym like aren't comfortable with that yet but like want to get out and want to stay active yeah so that is kind of my entire brand is to get people moving and motivated at home so i have my own app it's called the katie austin app very um very riveting of a title just katie austin um but i do whip out the notebooks for that one what? I said I had to whip out the notebooks for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's a daily workout every single day. I add like on-demand in-home workout videos that you guys can just do in, with body weight, five feet of space. You guys live still, you know, in a small New York apartment or, you know, you have neighbors down below. I have like no jumping workouts. And so I would say my biggest thing is to always have a plan before you go into what you're about to do. Um, if you just say to yourself, oh, yeah, I want to work out today the hours are going to go by and all of a sudden it's going to be 6 p.m. and you're going to be like, oh shit, I haven't worked out today. What am I going to do? So Mm -hmm. set a schedule and set a plan are my two big things. So set your appointments, um, set your workouts just like you'd set an appointment. So just like the Zoom meeting, you know what I mean? Like put in your calendar that you're going to work out at that time, um, just like a workout class in person, but then have a plan of what you're going to do before you start your workout. So with my videos, you can just literally press play and follow along which makes it really easy to do. But at the same time, getting outside is huge uh, because we're all working from home. We spend so much time at home. And so at the same time, try your best to get outside for at least 30 minutes a day um, to go for a walk or to do a bench workout, go to the park and do some squats, jumping jacks, burpees. Um, so definitely I would say utilize outdoors. That's great. If you had to put a percentage on is I this is a double party question. I'm gonna ask the first okay. part first, second part second. I'm ready. Um, if you had to put a percentage on being fit between working out and diet, where where do those two things lie on that? It's probably seventy five percent diet. Wow. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and that's the part where I struggle with because I love to eat. I eat actually everything. I had a cheeseburger on Friday, Saturday, and two on Sunday. Like I need to focus more on my diet for sure, but I am, I I do work out a lot, but um, I'd say it's mostly diet, unfortunately. Yeah. Super interesting. I've been thinking about that a lot more recently because it's like you can, you can work out as much as you want, but if you don't eat right, it's not. That's the hard part, but eating healthy can be easy as well. Um, For me, I just do like very simple meals. Like last night I made quinoa with some veggies, ground turkey. So like if you have 
I always make bowls. If you have like a base of like brown rice, quinoa, cauliflower rice, and then you include like at least three veggies, like broccoli, asparagus, zucchini, mushrooms, onions, and then like a lean protein, like chicken, salmon, ground turkey, um, and then healthy fat with avocado. I mean, so simple, so easy. You guys can meal prep that for the entire week. So if you make something like that, make a little extra so you can have it for the next three, three or two days. You know what I mean? There is no chance I'm doing that, but I will eat like, I'll like cut up. I'm, I, I have no patience for making food. I know how to make eggs. I know how to boil pasta. This is okay. to me recently. Okay. And although sometimes I mess that up, there was one time where I put all the pasta in the thing. I didn't realize they expanded kind of. How old were you though? Like 12? 18. 18 last 19. year. <laughs> uh, oh God. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I do know that, but I'll just like cut up an avocado and eat just like the whole thing. Yeah. Great, healthy fat. Um, but that's why meal prepping is important because if you're not going to spend that much time, you know, every single day cooking yourself healthy, clean meals, if you just spend one or two days a week making them and it only takes 45 minutes, you can meal prep and make so much more than just heat it up in the microwave. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I know. I know you're right. I'm going to, I'm going to put some more thought into that. A lot of guys your age though, do not like leftovers. I have no problem with leftovers. Okay. Okay. I have, I have no beef with leftovers. Um, so your podcast, how did that, why did you decide to start it? So me and my best friend wanted to start a podcast for a very, very long time, um, or just a show in general. We had so many ideas surrounding it. And we've had, you know, years kind of in the making of it, talking about stories and what we're going to do with it, how we're going to structure the show. Um, but then I, you know, met Bob Menery. I don't know if you know who that yeah, is. Yeah, Bob Menery, really, he's like, of course. Okay, he has like one of the number one sports podcasts right now. He was the one um, that really helped us I mean, get started. We um, went to his house one day and he kind of was just like, start, just, why don't you guys just do it right now? You know how he is, just right now, do it. And so we like just started recording and it was like kind of just randomly in his kitchen. And then we kind of just got the idea to do it from there. You know, we thought of rookies by ourselves. We thought of it on our own. We thought of everything we talk about on our own. And then, um, you know, we don't really work with Bob that much anymore on it, but at the same time, very grateful for him because he was the one that was like, why are you waiting around so much? Why don't you just start freaking recording? And so he's the one That's that really right. got us to just put the nail in it instead of just having the idea. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. think it really is a matter of just like, just trying and, you know, the second you accept that it's not going to be the finished product on day one, then you're golden. That is literally the best advice ever because me and my best friend kept being like, well, we don't have the good audio. We don't have anything to start it. And what are we gonna talk about? Do people really care about us talking? Like, does that sound so you know vain for to be like, oh yeah, people give a shit about what me and Hannah are talking about. We just started and the first, I would say eight episodes, we had no fucking clue what we were doing. Like we would just ramble. We edited it way too much. We sounded so choppy. Our episodes were 20 minutes long, terrible audio. We were sitting on the floor of my bedroom with no furniture in it. So the audio was just bouncing everywhere. We ordered $20 mics. And so 
after eight episodes, we found the studio that, you know, would take our, our podcast up. And we just, if we didn't just start, we would have been nowhere. So mm-hmm. the fact that you just said that is so true because we're still learning every single day. We, we just made it to episode 10 yesterday and we feel like we're finally starting to understand where our show is going. Yeah, and it'll just get better every episode. Like even for this podcast, the episode yesterday, I used to have an intro song and I changed it to just like a, like a, just like a one beat intro that I also put over like all the clips. It's just like every episode, there's always something new you can do. I started, yep. I never put hashtags on in the captions of my YouTube videos before started doing that last week. Like there are all these new things that, you know, you always, just yeah. Like, yeah. And but, I think that's the best piece of advice for if you're just starting out on your own just start and then figure it out later you know because if you are waiting for a media company an agency or a production company to say oh yeah yes to you you're i've gotten so many no's in life that it's out of this world if i had a no uh, a dollar for every single note i got in life i would have like a hundred thousand dollars so just start <laughs> and that is the best part about just starting is because you own it you own the buster show you know, we own rookies. And so that is such a great piece of advice for anyone who wants to start like a podcast or show a brand. There's so much you can do on social media these days. You could just start a freaking Instagram, start a TikTok, start a YouTube channel. It's free. No one needs to hire you to start it. Yeah, I think that's so true. And it's also like, if you're waiting around for people to come watch your stuff, it's like. You're going to wait forever. <laughs> right, literally. Waiting. Right. It's just like. It's crazy. And you got to remember like any, literally anybody, you could look at anyone in the world and they, you know, went through the same thing that you're about to go through in the sense of, you know, starting out, not getting any traction, keep going, adjusting, doing it. I mean, Rogan's another great example. He did it for like five years before anybody watched. And then a few years later, he got a hundred million dollar plus deal cashed out yeah that's crazy i will say though um we started our podcast at like the worst possible time ever because our second episode we went straight into quarantine so we couldn't be together anymore and then in quarantine every single person in the world started a podcast and so i was like well shit how do we get ahead that way um but at the same time to be positive And if you are consistent with what you're doing and you know in your heart that it will be successful one day, if you are consistent, then you should keep going at it. You know, if you believe in it, that that's all that matters. Also, here's where everybody starting a podcast is a good thing for you, because if your podcast is better, that just brings more people to the platform. They listen to this episode one time, listen to that episode one time. And then they find yours because they're already consuming content on the platform. The hardest thing is to get people to download the Apple podcast app. If somebody doesn't have, if somebody doesn't listen to podcasts and you're like, listen to my podcast, it's so much more of an ask than if they're listening to like X show every day and you're like, listen to ours too. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. That's such a good point. So I think that's super interesting. What do you guys talk about on the show? Um, so again, why it was a terrible time to start a podcast is because we want to talk a lot about sports and like sports comedy and be Mm -hmm. funny around it and kind of just like roast athletes sometimes, but there was obviously no sports 
at all. And so it has turned a lot into our personal dating life and just funny stories between us, which I'm actually now looking back very grateful for because that's what's resonated a lot with the audience. And that's how we built. I mean, last episode alone, we had over, I think like we've had over, you know, over 10,000 downloads in just, you know, a few weeks of time, um, which is, I mean, I don't even know what the normal amount of downloads are, but it's, it's more than I definitely expected. And I think a lot of it came from being transparent with our audience and exposing ourselves and being funny with our dating lives. And so, you know, it sucks that there was no sports, but kind of grateful that we've been able to create an audience around our own personal lives. No, I think that's great. And I, I, I saw a few of the clips. I still have to dive deeper on, on the full episodes, but um, what, what is dating life like in quarantine? I am Very so exciting, single. Right? <laughs> like you couldn't, you couldn't make a more single human is me. I, that doesn't say like, I don't talk to guys here and there. Like a guy will text me or DM me and I just never reply. I don't know what's wrong with me. I called my best friend Hannah last night who I have the show with and I had a date with this guy two nights ago and I was like, why don't I like boys? He's perfect. He's perfect on paper. He was an athlete. He is smart. He's handsome. He's tall. Why don't I like boys? I don't know why, what's wrong with me. Um, but I think I was just in a relationship for so long that oh, I'm just finally independent. So it feels kind of good to be on my own. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, I'm so lonely in quarantine. But it's my own fault. Like, I don't reply to anyone ever. That's interesting. So I, I think it is reassuring, though, to hear that it's not the guy's fault and that it's nobody's fault. That's true. So if you haven't gotten a text back from me, it's not your fault. No, I'm just like in this time right now where I can't seem to find someone who I really like or even gets my attention in the slightest. And I know that sounds so douchey to say, but I think it's good advice that if you can't find someone worthy of your time, you don't have to hang out with that person. Like you don't have to start dating just because you're lonely. Like I'm lonely right now, but in a way that's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be lonely because I'm learning so much about myself mm -hmm. and the progress that I'm making from being lonely to being okay and happy being lonely. You know what I mean? Huge, huge transition. I think, I think that's, that's great. And that's super important. Um, I feel like, and I, I'm conflicted on this, but do you think, guys hitting up girls on social media is just like the worst thing ever or is it like acceptable like what where okay. it's kind of like this in like nobody like I don't know I, I just don't know I have no answers so yes and no if you slide in a girl's dms and you do it in kind of like a classy way or you say like a funny joke or you reply to their stories or you say something like funny in terms of fitness or working out or something that pertains to the girl that you see on their profile. I like that. That's cool because you're interested and that's a cute pickup line. You know, how else are you supposed to hit on someone during quarantine? You're not out and about at a bar right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I agree with that, that it's, that it can be kind of good to hit on a girl in, in DMs. But at the same time, if you are sliding in your DMs and you say, Hey, you, you're hot, hard eye emoji, anything nasty, it's an absolute no for me. Yeah. 
it's so it's so funny but at the same time do you think it's like um do you think it's like too like it looks too desperate just say like reaching out to anybody that no i don't think so at all i do not think it looks too desperate at all if you put in effort to that first line that you are dming someone like a reply to their story or something that pertains to them like maybe if she has a cute photo with her dog like say something about dogs like something that (laughs) they rocket science what i said it's not rocket science it's not rocket science, no. But if you say something creepy or like a one-liner, girls know that you are DMing seven other girls at the exact same freaking time. Like, we're not stupid. If you do a hard eye emoji to our story, you're doing a hard eye emoji on the next girl's story. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. make it something to pertaining to her life that she, it'll get her attention. Just don't be a douche when you do it. Totally. No, that, that, <laughs> that makes great sense. Um, although... And, and I have a couple more questions on the subject because obviously you're very knowledgeable and passionate, which is an amazing combination here. Um, dating apps suck. I don't, I don't like the vibes. Like I'm, I was on there when I turned 18, dipped off there. When you turned 18. Dipped off there. I don't like- What the, dating apps were you using? Tinder, Raya, Bumble. Okay. Raya is awesome for, business. I don't want to say like the Massive business people. Yeah. Yeah. So you can meet a lot of athletes. You can meet a lot of celebrities, artists, um, actors, whatever on Raya. But at the same time, you're not going to most likely find a serious relationship off of something like Raya. And for me, I don't use any other dating apps. Like I'm not on, I'm actually banned from Hinge. Someone reported my profile way too many times. So if you, whoever did that, because Hinge was a great one. I'd love to be on Hinge. But after that, I've just on Raya so far. And to be honest, everyone that I've talked to has sucked. And I've had some terrible experiences oh with celebrities on there. Well, what happened? Um, I met no up names, with- names, obviously, but- No, yeah, no names, but I met up with a guy who was just, they're all just so egotistical. They all have small dick energy. Am I allowed to say these things? Like, I told you before we came on, the only person that touches this podcast before it goes out is- You can add add the small dick energy out if you want, if you find that too raunchy, but they all have this- I think people will get a good giggle. Yeah. So it's like kind of the only way to describe some of these guys on Raya. Like they think they're so freaking cool. I feel like that's most guys, some guys. That's true. But on Raya, they're the pick of the litter on just so many hot girls. Like you'll swipe on there and just every single girl is so cute and like Instagram famous or an actress. And it's like, so their egos and their heads are just huge about it. And they don't really, you know, have the best personalities. I'll just say that is what I've come to conclusion. Like I went on a date with this actor who was just out of this world egotistical. And he's well, a like, well-known actor. Red flag. Um, red flag was everything. I, I can't even describe to you the three dates I've been on from this app were just terrible. But I will say I did go on a date with someone who is in the NBA from Raya. NBA, plays for the Lakers, was the coolest guy in the entire world. Like, I loved this guy. Not like that at all. Like, we actually became homies. Like, he was just so funny. He's hilarious. 
best personality, truly. And that was the only date from Raya that I actually enjoyed. I mean, the roster is very small, and there are only guys <laughs> that are single. If I wanted to, I could guess, but I don't. Tattoos, dates, models. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't call me back because I'm not a model. Uh, but yeah, oh, he uh, he's a starter for the Lakers, but he was fucking <laughs> awesome. He was like respectable dude, hilarious, great personality. Everyone else on that app sucks. What's your <laughs> What's your worst? dating experience of all time my worst dating experience actually uh came from raya and he um was a son of a billionaire and so he just constantly talked about how his father was a billionaire so and weird. it was just just like okay we get it like you're freaking rich who who cares like it's your father's money you're who cares? are you a good person though yeah, no, terrible, terrible person. He showed up to the date, and um, out, and in, in, I was like, what car? "Wow, you're what?" I said, "In what car?" Oh, no idea. Absolutely no idea what car he drove. Uh, probably Ubered there in a black SUV just himself. But he showed up the date, and I was like, "Wow, like you're, you're awesome. Like you're kind of like me. Like we." <laughs> that sounded so vain. You're awesome. You're kind of like me. I mean, I meant it in a way that was like he had so much good energy. He was like, you know outgoing really happy and I was like wow like I love your smile or whatever and he was like oh no I'm not usually like this I'm actually on mushrooms I was like it's Tuesday at 7 p.m. I totally didn't see that one coming I, no it was so weird it was so weird and I was like okay I gotta go right now nothing against mushrooms if anyone does that but just not you know what I would like to do with someone I'm dating at Tuesday at 7 p.m. Wow. <laughs> so did he, did after that, did he show off any signs of being a little out of this world? Um, yeah, he was definitely out of it. He was on drugs. I on a Tuesday. That's such a common thing when you have like a kid of a super rich person. Because yes, that is the issue. He then proceeded to talk to me about his multiple houses, his private jet, his Wrong. dad's money. Not his, his dad's. Mm -hmm. And then he kept saying like, well, you know, when I, when you grow up with so much money, when you grow up like, and I'm like, oh, so icky. I, I'm not, I don't care about that whatsoever. Like right. you can leave. And then the worst part is he wouldn't leave my house. He just would not leave. That's a hard part because I always, now I learned the lesson, go to their house instead because you will have it out. You know what I mean? Like if someone comes to your house, how do you get them to leave? I don't know. Tell them to leave? No, I know it's not that easy. I wish it was that easy. And then I didn't want him to drive because he was on mushrooms. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was interesting. And that's LA dating for you. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I did a couple of dates in New York, but then. You're also way beyond, like, wise beyond your years, I feel like, you know, like, you to me are obviously 19 years old, but you remind me of like a 25 year old. What? And you've built what empire? Like, you've built so many different businesses. You've done so much in your career already. It's insane. Like, 
when I, the top of the podcast, when, um, you know, I said we met for business for dinner, like I, as a 25 year old was asking you advice to the 18 year old, you know? So that just goes to show, you know, how much older people and in the industry and in social media and in the sports world respect you, which you, you should be so Thank proud you. of. You should be so proud of because it's crazy that you're so young. I appreciate that. Thank you. That was very kind. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting. But it, it's another reason why I think, you know, you want me to read you a conversation that I had on yeah. an app the other night? I would I love that. What app? Tinder, because I rejoined during quarantine. Um, and I'm about to dip off it again. Let's hear it. But this is literally, uh, I got to find it. So these are going to be the best clips out of the podcast. Um, I said, what's up? And she said, I'm high as fuck right now, TBH. Like, I'm ready for it. I said, what? Ha 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 ha. And she said, you don't smoke? I said, I have never. She said, you're lost. Unadded. Woo! <laughs> Who says that? The first line. First line. What? That is why. You should get off Tinder and go on another app. Yeah, so what really annoys me, what happened to me over the weekend is I was hooking up with this guy for a little bit and then stopped because of quarantine and then his best friend started hitting me up. Ooh. Do not hit up girls that you know your friends have hooked up with because it's not cool. Don't like it. Yeah, that's super weird. Yeah. So you can hit up her friends, but not the actual girl. Um, so, yeah. I think it's all super, like, I don't know. I've, I've spent a decent amount of time thinking about, like, like I, I'm always also weirded out. Um, like, if I, and I will occasionally DM somebody, but, like, yeah. nobody anywhere near, like, somebody that I would know. I'm just thinking about, like, I'm always thinking about Ripple, right? So like I say hi to somebody just like all right to people just because I want to have like a conversation with them not yeah. because I'm trying to date them or go out with them or anything of course and it's like hey what do you do a couple of my friends follow you and I'm like oh. ripple yeah. so now she goes yeah. and tells her friends that I tip them up yeah I feel like you will meet someone a friend of a friend you know like, I have a couple cute girlfriends. Hey. Um, so you'll meet someone friend of a friend, and I think that's the best way to meet someone. I, I, I totally agree with that. And I think in a, in a post-corona world, I think that'll, that'll, yeah, that'll definitely sure. be realistic. And I'm definitely going to – not that you're looking for anybody, but if I – if any life you interview anyone <laughs> i'm kidding I, i'm just gonna close every podcast off but i have this friend I have would this you want to date katie austin <laughs> I, I have this friend but um yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a funny and interesting world although i definitely think there are a lot of benefits in terms of like not like definitely don't chase after people definitely don't like think that you need anybody else because for sure if you're not happy with yourself then no i feel like that's 
the one thing that I've definitely learned in quarantine, being okay with being alone and being like so happy with only me. Um, because, you know, I dated a, a basketball player for years and I was always, it was all about him. It was always him, 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 um, and doing things for him. And so I finally am doing something for me, which is being alone and focusing totally on my career and where I want to move to. It's like the first time I can like pick up and move anywhere I want. Do I don't have to like, tend to anyone, tell them I'm coming home later than I am, who I'm hanging out with. So it feels good. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's a, that's a very beautiful thing. And I think, you know, any, especially even like younger people out there, like just, you know, focus on your craft and everything that you enjoy and then kind of let, let everything else play itself out instead of trying to force anything. I yeah. think that's that's the biggest quick lesson that I learned from my very brief stint in New York on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Tinder's kind of creepy. Yeah, I think it's super creepy. I think it's all like it's all vibes are not good. Like yeah. especially like like I think about it from like somebody's psychological perspective when they're on their phone, they're looking at Instagram, then they're like, I'm gonna go to Tinder. They have to be in a certain state of mind to just enter onto the app. And then your only interactions with them are going to be when they're in that mood. So right. I think it's a uh, setup for failure. I think also people, people go to Tinder is a very far-fetched statement, but people go to Tinder just to hook up. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's generally true, which I think personally for guys, and you can feel any type of way you want about this, but I think that's a terrible thing. Like, I think it's just like, I mean, especially in coronavirus, hell no. I, yeah, no, I. Yeah, that's not the vibe. (laughs) So yeah, for all the, all the young guys out there, I recommend not doing that and focus on your craft and bossing up in terms of that. But, um, so you're thinking about Austin, Texas. I think you should also look at Hawaii. I'm also looking at, uh, I'm looking at Yosemite. I'm, I'm looking like all over, like random places in Nebraska. Like, screw it for a month. Yeah, of- I agree with that. You, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And I like the idea because, oh, like, let's say you go on a vacation. A vacation's a week long. You do, like, you, do, you can't get embraced in the culture there in a week. That's true. A month That's very, very true. So theoretically, like in my ideal world, this is my thinking process about two months ago. Now I'm in wait and see mode since it's picking back up. And I thought about doing a month in LA and I, all this and that. But if you did 12 different cities in a year, how much more you would learn and how many cultures you would be embraced to and how many new networks and different cities you would build. If you can, I think there's no better time to do it than that. I completely agree with that. I just wish I wasn't such a scaredy cat because I, okay, for you, I'm not trying to be like sexist in any way, but for you, it'd be so much easier to pick up and move. For me as a girl, I get really scared and I, I can't really travel alone all the time and do all these things because I don't know, there's just pedophiles and predators out there for girls sometimes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I I guess I don't. Like, I know that exists, but since it's not personal, I don't have personal experience with anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I would just be scared to be alone all the time like that. I'm not the type of person to to do that. 
I would have to do, do it with a friend. You know what I mean? Like if I was going to move to a new city, I could do that on my own because I would meet friends and stuff there. But to really travel all around the U.S. by myself, I'd be too scared I, to about predators. It yeah. sucks because I have to think that way. But yeah, no, it, it really does suck that people ha- aren't good enough in a million different ways. Yeah, my mom would worry way too much, even though I am in my twenties. But yeah. No, that's, it, it's, it's interesting to be thinking about that. I think Austin would be great. That would be super nice. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Last thing I want to touch on before we close this one out. Um, LA, where do you think, where, where do you think LA stands over the next like four or five months? Do you think it's worth people like influencers listening or whoever to, to think about even going there? Um, yes and no, because unfortunately, I'm not saying this is a good thing that people should be doing, but unfortunately, like collabs are still happening. People are still meeting up like all the young Gen Z TikTokers, all the Instagrammers, if you're below 30, you're still collabing and brands are still, you can have meetings with brands and stuff still, um, which I'm not saying you should do, but it's still happening in LA. Uh, the events aren't happening. No influencer events are happening. So you can't really meet people out, especially if you go out to dinner. Even if you see someone, you can't go up and talk to them because you can't stand next to their table. So yes and no. I mean, you can always try to reach out. If you are traveling to LA, you can always like slide in someone's DM, see if they're comfortable with meeting up. 80% of the time they are comfortable with meeting up if they, you know, are under 25. So it, it could be a good business wise to come here for a week, but at the same time, like it's not necessary at all. It's not necessary to live here or be here. Yeah, I, I think that's smart and that makes sense. We really covered a lot of ground with this podcast. I think. We did. We really did. Like uh, everything. <laughs> yeah, we, went, we went from sports and your story to fitness to TV to your dating. Goal. I think there, there were a couple other to college. Then we made our way towards dating and advice and I appreciate you for coming on. You're awesome as always. And uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Where, where can people find you best on social? You can find me at Katie Austin, the Katie Austin app in the app store or on Google play uh, for tons of different workouts. And then I'm on TikTok, just at Katie Austin, Snapchat at get fit with Katie. Snapchat's actually my biggest following, which is crazy. Wow. It yeah. makes sense though, because explore there's, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's good for me too, because, you know, I do YouTube and stuff, but I'm not as good at YouTube because it takes so long to like edit vlogs and like edit the, what I eat in a day and the workouts and you know, they're full length videos. Snapchat for me, I just like take a photo, post done, take a photo, post done. So it's way easier for me to control. And I get, you know, I have around like 15 million, um, monthly views, which is, you know, probably my biggest. Yeah. That's amazing. Like yesterday on my on one Snapchat, I got seven hundred thousand views. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, sweet. Thank you again for coming on. Um, you're welcome anytime. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. All right. See you guys in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>